Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Hey everyone, it's Sherry Stahl, host of the Soul H2O radio and podcast show. Get ready for a powerful episode I've called Learning to Look Back to the Past, which will help you to move forward into a better future. During the interview, we're taking time to celebrate Black History Month with my girl, Cheryl Nemhard, back again from EP48. Cheryl is a powerhouse speaker, author, TV, and podcast host, playwright, filmmaker, and educator who uses all of these outlets to further her efforts in social justice advocacy. Downloadable Soul H2O journal pages help you dive deep into the teaching segment and quench your spiritual thirst. They can be found on today's show notes at soulh2o.com slash 58, along with information about our guest. So let's dive in to today's Soul H2O devotion and get refreshed. So I started prepping for this episode by looking for a verse God kept whispering in my ear, but didn't remember where it was in the Bible. I googled, verse, look to the past. But what came up were pages of articles about putting your past behind you. Are we that uncomfortable as Christians to look back at the past that all the Google searches asking for verses on that topic direct you to forget the past? That's the danger of making theology out of one verse and ignoring the rest of Scripture. Now, don't get me wrong. I do think that putting your past behind you is a healthy thing to do. But not until you've actually really taken a good look at your past and have healed from it. I know it's not wise to dwell or let yourself stay in the wounding of past hurt, but sometimes you have to sit in it to be able to move forward from it. You have to recognize the lies that you've come to believe as a result of your past that have skewed your way of thinking. It's important to glean any good from the difficult situations that you've lived through, taking time to recognize what character you grew in or people that you met on that leg of the path. So I thought it was time to help you start learning to look back to the past. And what was the verse I was Googling to find? Well, I knew there was more than one. The first verse that I had remembered is a part of three verses that are what I would call life verses for me. Isaiah 51 verse 1 says, Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness, you who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were cut and to the quarry from which you were dug. This verse is instructing you to look back to where it all began. These are all metaphors to get you to look at your family of origin, the history you've had in that family, and the history that led up to your birth. Have you ever heard the saying, he's a chip off the old block, meaning that that person is just like their parent? I wonder if this saying was inspired by Isaiah's words. When people think about what the Bible says about their past, you know, they quickly are reminded about Isaiah 43 verse 18 that says, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. You know, you need to take both of these verses into consideration when you're trying to deal with a troublesome past. Isaiah was wise to say you shouldn't dwell or take up residency in the past. But that's not saying that you shouldn't take time to camp out and figure it out. 
Isaiah was also wise to advise you to look back to where your chip came from. And that only happens when you allow yourself to remember. But it wasn't only Isaiah teaching this stuff. Jeremiah was called on by God to teach the people to do the very same thing that Isaiah was when he said in Jeremiah 6.16, This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Where is the good way? Then walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. Jeremiah also encourages you in chapter 31, verse 21, to set up road markers for yourself, establish signposts, keep the highway in mind, the way you have traveled. Jeremiah is essentially saying, pay attention to where you're going and where you've been. If you don't take time to review your life, you'll repeat bad history over and over and over. Let's take the advice of these two wise guys today and start learning to look back to the past, to be able to move forward into the future with purpose. Nourish your faith with your favorite Bible teachers whenever you can. Connect to your global community wherever you are and worship with an uplifting mix of today's top artists however you want. Download the MyJoy Radio app right now and never mute out your favorite songs, stories, or scriptures ever again. It's free and grants you unlimited access to on-demand programs and podcasts and in-app Bible and Joy Radio's 24-hour live stream. Get the MyJoy Radio app today in iTunes and the Google Play Store. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Today, our guest on the Soul H2O radio and podcast show is my friend Cheryl Nemhard. Cheryl's a speaker, author, filmmaker, playwright, TV podcast host, as well as a social justice advocate. Cheryl's advocacy and influence have been recognized over the years, especially when she was honored by CBC as one of 150 Black women who have made a place in Canadian history. And then in April 2017, she was awarded the Harry Jerome Social Advocacy Award, the highest national award level for African Canadians. Cheryl, I am so glad to have you back on Soul H2O. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me, Sherry. It is always a pleasure to talk to you, girl. And in episode 48, we had you on and you shared a bit of your testimony, which is just an incredible story of how God saved you from the streets of Toronto as a very broken teen. And I really encourage people to listen to that episode on the podcast version. And if they heard it or if they take the time to listen to it, they're going to be able to understand why you're so passionate about social advocacy and especially how it relates to your heritage as a Black woman in Canada. But for this show, I want us to talk about the history of Black Canadians and what you're doing to ensure those stories get out, because I know you're doing a lot. <laughs> and if we have time for it, I'd love to discuss some of the amazing Canadian Black women who are making a difference in the world today. Since this year's Black History Month is themed, the future is now. How does that sound, Cheryl? That sounds great. Let's do it. Well, in the Soul Show devotion, I was talking about our need to look back to the past so that you can heal from it to move forward into what God has for your future. 
But you have to look back, and I know you've done this personally, um, especially when it's uncomfortable, and our African-Canadian history is almost as heinous as that of our American counterparts. There were so many injustices to our Canadian brothers and sisters over the centuries, and I know that you're well aware of this Canadian history, but I'm guessing that many of our listening audience isn't because, like me, most of us didn't take this up in school. And Yeah, well, you know, um, what's really interesting to note is when we think of the times of Harriet Tubman, one of the most well-known, um, you know, uh, social justice advocates, uh, uh, abolitionists for slavery, uh, freedom fighter. Uh, this is a woman who was a slave herself, uh, very much oppressed and abused by her slave master, uh, was mm-hmm. was hit with a five pound iron, which literally caused seizures and she had brain injuries for the rest of her life. But what's interesting about that is because of the seizures, she started to have very detailed, acute vision, she called them, uh, almost paths that she would follow uh, to find her way to freedom. And she did this, this journey over 19 times. Times, bringing hundreds and hundreds of people with her, risking your life each and every time. And slaves in the U.S. called Canada the promised land. And mm-hmm. many times uh, education was not allowed, reading was not allowed, and they would sing instructions and sing information that led them to freedom. And they would sing about the River Jordan, which was the De- Detroit River, and they would sing mm-hmm. about Canada being the promised land. And so it's amazing to know that we live in a country that was deemed the promised land for a people. And when they got here to find what they would hope would be a new life, a new start freedom uh, to their to, to their shock and amazement they were kept in slavery again and that's the thing that we don't want to acknowledge that we also had slavery here in Canada and then there yeah. was also the Fugitive Slaves Act the Fugitive Slaves Act meant that someone could find freedom and uh, settle in into some of the places like Chatham and Newfoundland and so on but still could be um, bounty hunted and brought back having been free or even their second generation now, children being free, they could be brought back and put back into slavery. And uh, a very famous story um, that teaches us this is uh, 12 Years a Slave, if you've ever watched that movie, Solomon Northup. He found himself uh, a free man being brought back, held captive and brought back into slavery. And so these were some of, some of the things that I think is a darker past, a uh, darker side of Canadian history. Another thing is that we had segregation as well. Um, segregation mm-hmm. was alive and well, especially in the Maritimes. Um, Newfoundland was was known and Nova Scotia was known to have uh, segregation. And then the last thing I'll share about our sort of darker past is we had the Ku Klux Klan. And that's another thing that people aren't aware of. They had chapters in Toronto. They had chapters in New Brunswick and Newfoundland and Nova Scotia. And so these are these are things that I think, like you said, hard truths that we need to look at in order to move forward. Cheryl, uh, that was an amazing, you know, synopsis of our history. And I think for most of us that grew up in Canada, what we were told was that, you know, we we learned about the railroad to Canada for freedom for those that were in slavery, but we weren't told all of the dark secrets of our country. You know, it was like those skeletons that you keep in the family closet. And 
I, I do believe that Black History Month is bringing those out in order for us to get those out and to get healing in order to move forward. And so I'm looking forward to coming back after the commercials where we can talk about some of the amazing women that were were pivotal in us breaking out of this uh, racial injustice. Hey guys, I'm Cheryl Nemhard from episode 58 and my music pick for the Soul H2O radio and podcast is We All Bleed the Same by Mandisa. We all bleed the same. And you'll heal our incredible land in the name of the only Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Revive Our Hearts with Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth is committed to calling women to freedom, fullness, and fruitfulness in Christ. As the author of over 20 books and leader of the True Woman Movement, Nancy has dedicated her life to introducing and guiding women through biblical womanhood. Revive Our Hearts with Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth, weekdays at 11.30 a.m., right here on Joy, hometown Christian radio for the GTA. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. For those of you just joining the conversation, we're talking with Cheryl Nemhard about our Afro-Canadian history. And Cheryl, I know last time you were on the show, you shared an incredible Bible study tool and tip that we're going to repost on the show notes, the sword approach. But I was wondering if you could just share a Bible verse that is really encouraging you these days. Yeah, I think I think a good uh, scripture to anchor this conversation in would be found in Isaiah chapter one, verse 17, uh, reading from the NIV version, which says, learn to do right, seek justice, defend the oppressed, take up the cause of the fatherless and plead the case of the widow. Yeah, that is just uh, so in line with what our conversation uh, is today. You know, we talked in the first segment about how in Canada, there's all this history that we hadn't learned in school that was not favorable to us as a nation in our, uh, you know, our treatment of people that came into the country who were black and from, you know, African descent. And so as someone of Afro-Canadian roots, I just want you to share with the audience how it feels to not have part of your history taught in the proper way. Hmm. Uh, You know, I would say I would say in one word, invisible. I feel like uh, it, it was very hard for me growing up in school, uh, you know, combing through the history books and not seeing what I knew was a very rich history, a long legacy of contributions being made uh, to the Canadian landscape. And I just felt uh, unheard and unseen. And so I think it's so important. And we can also extend this conversation to our Indigenous brothers and sisters mm-hmm. as well. It is so Absolutely. important for us to um, bring these stories to light because as I always say uh, black history is Canadian history and uh, mm-hmm. I think that we we can't we can't ignore it it is part of who we are absolutely absolutely um, I want to quote the honorable 
Donald, Dr. Donald Oliver, and he said, in politics, in the arts, in military service, and in business, Afro-Canadians have made inestimable contributions to our province and to our country, all during times characterized by pervasive racism. And these great Canadians not only endured, they succeeded. And you are doing your part to help Canadians learn this. Can you kind of just tell us a bit more about your EMG education program and and then a bit about the notable play and those assemblies that you provide for schools here on in Ontario? Yeah, EMG Education is our not-for-profit arm, and we focus on uh, the educating, the inspiring, um, and the empowering of the next generation. And that's really what the EMG is for, educating, motivating generations. And we have taken a real... um, big stance on anti-Black racism. And how we've done that is by telling the stories and bringing those narratives into the education system by teaching them about the contributions of people that have gone before, names that they didn't even know about, and the mm-hmm. and, and amazed that that, you know, where they where they live and stand and, uh, you know, whether it's Oakville or Ontario or whatever province they're in, that uh, the contributions that have been made by uh, black Canadians is on. It's unfathomable. It's just it's 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 overwhelming. And so it's been a wonderful journey. We do uh, showcases on Marianne Shad. We talk about um, Portia White. We talk about Carrie Best, Viola Desmond, Mary Joseph Angelique. These are all names names that uh, really should be told more often in our history books. I know your play um, that you do in the schools, I think it's just so incredible. And it tells the story about Viola Desmond. Is that correct? Yes, we've got a play on Viola Desmond and a play on Harriet Tubman. And we do Mm -hmm. touch on Marianne Shad in the Viola Desmond play as well and Carrie Best. So there's there's you know, these are these are really pivotal women who uh, were brave and fearless in a time of unrest and and made a difference. You know, I think it's crazy that in Canada, most of us know the name Rosa Parks. We know that she is the woman who bravely stood up on a bus in the United States and how her action of bravery changed so much for African-Americans. But we're not aware so much of Viola Desmond. That was until her face went on a stamp and uh, I think it was 2010. And, mm-hmm. you know, she actually stood up before Rosa Parks. I I love that story. Yeah, let me like I tell you really in 30 seconds, I got an elevator pitch for you. Uh, So Viola uh, (laughs) Davis Desmond, uh, she refused to sit in the balcony of the Roslyn Theater in New Glasgow, Nova Scotia. And she sat on the floor, which was reserved usually exclusively for whites. She was arrested Mm -hmm. brutally. She was injured, found guilty of not paying the full tax. That's the charge. And it was literally one cent. She was in prison (sighs) for one penny and uh, she was jailed and fined and she fought it. And in her case became a landmark human rights case here in Canada. And yes, it was before uh, Rosa Parks. It is amazing. And and you wonder if Rosa Parks knew about this and the story of, of Viola Desmond gave her the encouragement to just say no on the day. I am not going to sit in the back. Um, I think it's amazing that Unfortunately, our history was not always good towards Black people. But in 2010, our country tried to right some of the wrongs with an apology that was made. Um, 
And then, you know, putting uh, Viola on the stamp by putting her on the $10 bill in 2018, I think it really has increased the conversation that we're having around our, our history. Yeah. And, you know, it does a lot to heal. Uh, you know, she got uh, posthumously pardoned as well. And you're mm-hmm. right, that apology goes a long way. And I just think I think that it, it, now is the time that we heal and how we heal is by acknowledging where we've gone wrong and, and by doing the repair that's needed. And this was part of that that journey. Yeah. And then this year, with everything that happened with George Floyd in the U.S. and the riots and the the marches that brought solidarity towards, you know, combating racism in the world, all around the world, this has become so much more forefront as it needed to be. And you are doing more than your share um, to help bring the conversation into schools, into social media, uh, all over any form of media. God has opened up doors for you to be able to speak into this uh, really difficult topic. Yeah, you know, I, I I consider it a privilege and I'm truly humbled and uh, to play my small part in um, helping to bring awareness, but not only bring aware- awareness, it, it, you know, that that's not enough. It's not enough to just know mm-hmm. and be aware, but it, it, it's important to be a bridge in this season. We need to reconcile. We need to heal. We need to repair the wounds that have been caused. And, you know, um, I felt like as a faith leader, it was important for us to acknowledge uh, the brutal realities of the roles that the church played in the past in all of this and how, how do we move forward? How do we heal all of that? Because, there, you know, it's important that we uh, come to a place of unity. Absolutely. Um, when you read through scripture over and over, it talks about unity and you even look at the, the Godhead in complete unity. And that's what God wants for all of us. Um, no matter the color of our skin, no matter our position or power in life, but that we would walk in unity. You think of, you know, Acts 2, where the power of the Holy Spirit was poured out. It all happens when people are in one accord, working together in unity. And I'm so thankful for what you've shared here. You know, this year's Black History Month is themed, The Future Is Now. And I know you were on that list of 150 amazing Black women in Canada. And you have so many incredible counterparts. We've had a few on Soul H Show Radio, women in Canada who are just making a difference in this world. And I know that you have lots of more friends and are more in the know. So wondering if maybe you could share just a few girls that we could, you know, kind of follow them along and see what they're doing and cheer them on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there, There's so many. I I. I I'll, I'll just tell you sort of their names and the categories that they that they take yeah. up space in. Um, first one off the bat would be Kiki Ojo Thompson, uh, K-I-K-I-Ojo Thompson. She's an yeah. incredible uh, 
activists right now leading the charge uh, in, in the school systems. She's working at high levels to bring diversity and inclusion education. And really, um, she, she's, she's doing some incredible work around the area of reconciliation, justice, and, uh, and advocacy. Um, Julie Black is an incredible artist. Uh, she is our R&B icon. She's the queen of soul, they call her. <laughs> and Julie yeah. Black is also doing some incredible things around advocacy. Um, I, I have to I have to pause to give honor where honors due to the incredible Jean Augustine. Um, she is uh, the reason why we celebrate Black History Month here in Canada yeah. in the first place. Uh, uh, MP, uh, politician, uh, leader extraordinaire, and it was her uh, vote to make Black History uh, a recognized holiday the entire month of February here in Canada. Many people know that name, Jean Augustine. Um, mm-hmm. Also, let's go into some uh, some names that maybe you do know. Uh, let's talk about Winnie Harlow. Winnie Harlow is an incredible supermodel uh, who's very visible, doing great things for our community. Uh, and she, I think she was America's Next Top Model that uh, she got her fame from. Also got a shout out, Kayla Gray, uh, sports anchor at TSN, and now mm-hmm. uh, heading up some great stuff at The Social. She's incredible. You're, you're going to love what she's doing. Claudette McGowan is doing some great things in the financial sector. She's the chief information officer at the Bank of Montreal, Canada, doing some great things. Catherine Aday. Catherine Aday is leading the charge in fashion and design. Uh, she's been recognized globally and she has her own store here in Toronto doing some great things. Amanda Paris, uh, gotta shout her out. She is... Uh, uh, one of the golden girls at CBC. She's got her own show. She's got a weekly column for CBC Arts. Uh, she's got a TV series called CBC Arts Ex- Exhibitionists, The Filmmakers, and From the Vaults. She hosts a radio program as well. You might want to check her out. Um, Trey Anthony, man, that's my girl. Trey Anthony, playwright, <laughs> uh, television host. She created The Kink in My Hair, which became uh, the first uh, black Canadian show on a major network and she's now just uh, dropped a new book called how um a, a, a black girl in love with herself right and then uh, i guess i'll stop here at tracy melchor we all know tracy melchor etalk canada she's an incredible journalist and has done a lot in the area of entertainment journalism and the list goes on and on i actually have a link that i'm going to send you and okay. it's got over 50 current people. Uh, oh, politics. I have to shout out Mitzi Hunter, okay. an incredible Ontario MPP. Marcy Ian, who just won uh, in the Toronto District, doing some great things. And yeah, follow these people, guys. Absolutely. Leslin Lewis, who just ran not too long That's ago right. for the yes. Conservative Party. I love Leslin. Uh, just yes. an amazing girl. There's so many. I knew I asked the right person to answer that yeah. question. Cheryl, <laughs> I knew you'd bring it, as you always do. But thank you so much for shedding light on just so many amazing Canadian women. And um, you are definitely at the top of my list in that category. So thank Aww, you so thank much you. for all you do. I love you, girl. And thank you again for being on this show. Absolutely. Well, Cheryl and I have shared some of our Canadian history in relation to the good and bad aspects of how black people have been treated. 
My challenge for you today is to learn more about your country's past treatment of those who come from African descent. I'd also like to challenge those of you with media platforms to give a seat at the table for people of color so their voice can be heard. We're so glad you joined us for episode 58 of the Soul H2O radio and podcast show. Make sure to check out the show notes for links to some amazing videos showing our Canadian black history and the life stories of some of the amazing women of the past. You can also find information about our guest and other contemporary black world changers in today's show notes at soulh2o.com slash 58. Come back next week as we talk about mentorship with author and business coach Kelsey Chapman on a special International Women's Day episode. Until then, I'm praying you stay blessed and refreshed. We appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.